Can you sing it? I love you, baby. I love you, baby. No, you're the baby. <laughs> Good Welcome to another episode of Hot Marriage, Cool Parents. We're your hosts, Jamie Otis and Douglas Hayner. I'm Douglas Hayner. I'm Jamie Otis. And Jamie Hayner. <laughs> you weirdo. Uh, so this episode is going to be short and sweet today. We were thinking about actually taking this week off, but we really haven't taken any weeks off, only one, since we launched this podcast about seven months ago. Yeah, we actually... We were seriously thinking about taking off this entire week. Yeah, because we just really haven't taken a week off. Plus, I've been really sick and tired, which I'm not complaining. But we have a huge announcement to make and a fun little announcement, but a huge announcement. Really? I don't know what Doug's huge announcement is, but um, we do have a fun little announcement we wanted to share with you. Plus, I just, you know, we really wanted it. We feel like we've gotten to connect with you through the podcast. And, you know, we just wanted to be able to share about our most recent OB visit because it was the first visit since our fertility specialist where we got to see the baby and it was incredible. But before we chat about that, we just want to let you guys know that if you haven't downloaded the Himalaya app, highly recommend that. It's a really great place to be able to organize all your favorite podcasts but also you can comment within each episode and we read and respond to every single comment. And it's completely free. So check it out. Did you want to give the five-star review? You picked this one. A few came in. Yes. This is by far the longest one, but any five-star review that has the word sex in it, uh, I'm going to read fully. (laughs) Doug, you're crazy. And um, this one comes from Easy Heart. WZ says, I'm listening to your podcast right now as I'm running errands. I had to stop for a minute in the Costco parking lot to leave a review. I can't tell you how much your realness means to me. You've helped me so much with my handful of friends who've experienced miscarriages, some multiple in the last year. I've never had a miscarriage, but I've also only been pregnant once with my beautiful son, who's two. What I'm really writing about right now is when I was a child, my sister and I were molested. We were molested by someone within our household. My sister just called me a few weeks ago telling me that she finally opened up to her husband about how sometimes she felt really creepy when he initiates sex. The irony is I feel the same way about my husband sometimes. She's been married for five years and I've been married for seven. Luckily, I've been able to tell my husband where these feelings stem from and they're usually not always there. Actually, it's just rare occasions nowadays. We have a wonderful sex life and it's never been a real issue, but I've definitely had to be open and let him know for sure that it definitely isn't him at all. It's just a terrible memory from my past. Luckily, my sister and I, or all three, including you, have the most amazing, loving, supportive stand-up hubbies. I think she's talking about me as the third one. Uh, In episode 41, between minutes 25 and 30, You literally make mention of this in your life. I'm in tears right now because of how normalized you made me feel. I know that there is nothing normal about being molested, but these feelings have made both my sister and I feel so ashamed, and it is taking us years to even open up to our husbands about it. I'm so glad that Doug was open and understanding of you and your feelings, and I'm so happy that you've been able to be as honest with him and yourself and with all of us. It has helped me immensely and I really appreciate how open and honest you guys are. And it even seems to come naturally 
You guys are wonderful. You guys do so much for everyone just being you. Thank you. I hadn't read that five-star review before you just brought it up. And she mentions how me talking about how sometimes I'm a little awkward in bed when it comes to sometimes just, I guess, like old feelings just coming to the surface without me wanting them or anticipating them. It just kind of happens. You know, we talked about it a little bit, like she said, in episode 41. Um, And I feel weird. I feel awkward and strange and just like not when I was younger I felt kind of not cool like it's it was not it was cool to have sex and be like a guy and you could have sex with no feelings but I can't do that I have no idea how to do that like I I don't even really want to do that but anyways the fact that she says that I made her feel more normal I just want to thank her for sharing that with me because I've always felt like an awkward outsider especially when it comes to sex because I can't like prevent these thoughts from coming to my head and I know that makes me very weird and kind of freakish but like and not freakish in a good way (laughs) as my husband knows but um you know I just can't I don't know I can't do anything about it and so I've learned to just kind of accept that about me and live with it and I am so thankful Doug that you are the most patient man and just so loving and forgiving of my non-freakish ways in a freaky way (laughs) yeah well I mean it's something that's part of you it doesn't have to define you but it's also something that I'll never understand but I I wouldn't ever judge you for it and I'm just happy that you are able to tell me whenever these things come up because how else would I know That's the one good thing that if anybody has suffered from any sort of um, molestation or being raped, I I really highly recommend first like forgiving yourself for feeling a little different about anything in the bedroom. And sometimes people feel more prone to just become a bit more um, free with their their bodies and themselves because they don't know any other way to be. And that's fine. You do you like whatever it is for me. I've I guess I, you would say I became prude because I'm just like so scared to let anyone touch me who I doesn't I don't feel like really loves me and respects me um, just because obviously I didn't get to have that choice when I was a kid. And so now I'm like really adamant, like like the whole reason why Doug and I didn't have sex for the first two months of our marriage was because I, I wanted to let you. Right. <laughs> because I wanted him to prove to me over and over again that he really loved me and respected me. And I don't know. Like, I mean, I think that really works though. Like, I mean, look at now we have a great, great marriage. So I do think that that really helps build a relationship. Like I know for sure you love me and respect me. Like I don't have to worry if like, you're just, you know, touching me to get off of yourself. Like you're always trying to like, just be loving and nurturing when you're touching me. And that's really important to know when you're being intimate with someone. And as a guy, it was, you know, it, I, I would always kind of, go back and forth with the thoughts of, you know, why isn't she initiating or why, why is this sort of awkward or weird? And after a while, when you, when you're able to communicate it, it becomes more normalized as, um, easy heart had said it, uh, because there's no way for that. I could ever prepare for that. There's no way that I would have known that marrying a stranger, obviously. Um, But for anybody that's having reservations or having those thoughts, you know, maybe the best way is to get it out and to to find a a safe place or safe person to share with. Because once it's out there, it does become normalized, not so much normalized where you have to just dismiss it. It's always going to be a strong emotion, but it just makes it 
out there as something to be aware of and not something to hide from. Yeah, I, I highly recommend sharing with your partner, whoever that may be, you know, just just how you feel, because otherwise it uh, there's a lot of miscommunication that can happen where either the partner's doing things that you're not feeling comfortable with and you you know you should or like most people would anyways but you just don't and so then either way that affects you in a negative way or the partner thinks that you're not into them or you know they're just straight up confused so yeah highly recommend don't be ashamed because it's first and foremost it's not your fault no matter how old you were or what the circumstances were it is not your fault and secondly um you know i think that you you are allowed to be just how you are and that's okay. And it took me a really, really long time to love and accept myself in my awkward bedroom ways. But anyways, that was not the point of this podcast. The whole point of this podcast was sharing our fun little surprise. So let's get to it. Are you looking for someone to share their deepest, darkest secrets on keeping their marriage spicy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you like please dish on how to be a cool parent? Because yeah, I don't know. Please tell me. Well, Jamie Otis and Doug Hayner have got all you hubbies and wifeys and mommies and daddies covered. Yep, that's us. Because each week we're finding a guest who will spill all their dirty secrets. Oh yeah. Because we all want to keep our marriages hot and our parenting cool. Here's the show. So we go to our regular OB and it was at this same exact doctor's like office where we got the bad news with our last pregnancy. We went in and my sister-in-law had just been in there as well. So we were supposed to, we were pregnant at the same exact time and we were supposed to have lunch together to celebrate our pregnancies. But I just had a feeling. So I told her, you know, if it goes well, we will. But if not, we won't. And I just kind of, I guess, I don't know. I just had a feeling. I tried finding the baby's heartbeat prior and I couldn't find it myself and that's just a sign like it was just because I'm a labor delivery nurse I was like of course I should be able to find it so anyways I just had this bad feeling plus I was bleeding in that pregnancy and that had not ever turned out well for me in the past not not at all but I I just wanted to like throw out a disclaimer if you are someone who is pregnant and you have a little bit of light bleeding that doesn't mean that you're guaranteed to lose your baby it's just for me in my past, that has always been a very ominous sign. Mm -hmm. But my sister actually bled for three months with her first son and, um, and still, and has a baby. So I don't want to scare you by saying that, but essentially we went into the doctor's office with, with, you know, with our last pregnancy and I was obviously very scared and sure enough, you know, they tried to find the baby's heartbeat and there was no heartbeat and the baby didn't have a chance to like grow really. And yeah, there really um, was, there was just the sack. I don't know when the baby stopped growing. Like there was the beginning of a baby, but then it just never grew into a baby. Um, so in any case, that was obviously, you know, very, very difficult for us to, to hear. And of course we canceled that lunch with my sister-in-law <laughs> who went to, on to have our nephew, baby, baby Zach. He's yeah. here now. And sometimes when I hold him, I think, to myself well this would be what exactly what I have right now but I don't but that's just the way of the world I guess yep. and and not only that but they did send us into the same exact room as the last time yeah so they send us into the same exact room and I have to take off my pants and my underwear and the whole thing and then now it's getting good <laughs> Doug you know and yes it's not that good because you literally sit on a table with crinkly paper <laughs> bottomless with your legs spread apart with a tissue paper over you so hot 
Yeah, not sexy at let all. Let me let me stop your story. So last the the night before, we're laying in bed, and all of a sudden, Jamie has to hear the heartbeat for herself. I did, <laughs> and she's sitting there, and no matter how tired she is, we're sitting there, and she takes out this Doppler, and she takes out this KY jelly and starts to put the KY jelly on her stomach, which is really like her pelvis area, and just pressing. It looked like she pressed so hard that it went like to her back. She's pressing this thing and it's supposed to show that uh, you could hear the heartbeat from there. Yeah. So, you know, like you, I think everybody knows I'm a labor and delivery nurse. So I'm well aware that you're not going to find a baby's heartbeat anywhere near your navel when I'm nine weeks pregnant. So I know (laughs) I got to go real low to the pelvis because that's where the the baby is growing. And in my opinion, I think it's a lose-lose situation. Um, just because if you don't hear it, it's going to be terrible because you're going to think the worst and it's hard to hear it. Even if you do hear it and you just have to find the right spot and, and you have to find the right area and the right angle. And all of a sudden you don't hear a heartbeat. Okay. So Doug was really discouraging because I became very frantic and I just was really nervous. I just had like almost like flashbacks to like what happened before and just not hearing the heartbeat and then seeing the doctor's face and then him telling me the options. And it was just, I don't know. I was like, I don't want to go through that again. Or at least I want to be prepared. Like, thank God for that fertility specialist. Cause every week I'd go there, I would know like they would check my blood. They would check my hormone levels. They would check for the baby on the ultrasound. Everything was always good. And it really, really helped me feel comfortable and safe and bond with this baby. But that hadn't happened for a couple of weeks. And I just got really, really scared. And so I was like, my friend Deanna, she's a labor and delivery nurse also. She lent me her Doppler and, you know, I'm sitting there trying to find it. And I probably tried for five minutes and couldn't find it. And Doug's like, stop, just stop. This is ridiculous. And I was like, no, Doug, like, let me try again. So I put the thing away and Jamie goes right to YouTube and types in nine weeks Doppler checking at home and sees two videos then she tries it again and right now she's saying if i can't hear the thing if i can't hear the baby i'm going to stick it up my hoo-ha i don't care i'm going to stick it up my hoo-ha and for whatever reason i don't know if that would be able to hear anything but, yes it gets closer to the baby but thankfully after watching some of the techniques and giving the circular motion we heard the baby's heartbeat quite honestly i think i was pressing too hard but i was like this thing is the baby is so small I was like I have to press real hard but you really don't have to press that hard I think I'm gonna make a YouTube tutorial on it because the girls I watched really were not very intelligent but they led me in a good enough way that I could you know I learned that I should probably not press so hard but I did so this is the thing is the reason why there's you know the ultrasounds are like via your hoo-ha your vagina in the beginning of your pregnancy is because the baby is the size of like a strawberry like no joke like the that's not even the baby that's just like your like your uterus like the baby is like an inch and a half or so it's like really not that big and so the closest you can get to it is if you go right up to your cervix and put the the doppler or the ultrasound wand thing right there which and, is what they did in our appointment so which yeah let, it let jamie sleep better and it was actually really really cool hearing that sound yeah in bed. so well so if the doppler hadn't worked i was I was 100% going to stick it up my hoo-ha, but that's way TMI, and I can't believe that you told everybody that, <laughs> but now I have to own it because yeah. you already said it. But anyways, we did get to hear the baby's heartbeat, and so I just 
that was the best feeling. And I was like, thank God, because if I would have went into that room, not knowing, it's just like, oh, I just hate that feeling. So I'm a big fan of the Doppler, but usually it's very difficult to find a baby's heartbeat at nine weeks. So I don't, I also don't want to be like, if you're someone who's in your first trimester, I don't want to be like, Oh, go find it. Go get a Doppler and listen to your baby's heartbeat. (laughs) It's actually, it's actually very difficult to find their heartbeats. I don't want you to be scared if you can't. But anyway, we, by the time we got to the appointment, there were two baby deer that were parading around the parking lot and one was going towards the highway and Jamie stopped before she got into the appointment. Actually, she checked in and then came back out and made me climb through the woods to make sure they weren't going to run towards the highway. Yeah, I got that on video, but I don't think the video is that good. But we didn't even share the fun little surprise. The fun little surprise is that, you know, she's checking the heartbeat and making sure that the baby is, you know, up to speed and all that jazz. And she goes, oh, it looks like you're 10 weeks, four days pregnant. And I was like, what? Wait a minute. I was supposed to be nine weeks pregnant. I was like, are you sure? And she says, yeah, it looks like your due date's May 8th. I was like, well, according to the fertility specialist, it's May 14th. She goes, well, my, you know, her machine says it's May 8th. And I was like, uh, so I don't know what due date to go by. (laughs) And here I am saying it's a week. Who cares? (laughs) I know. It's one additional week. What does it matter? We just got to see our baby boy possibly with arms and wiggles and feet and a head and heart and it was the best birthday present that I could have ever had like I got a snapshot of my baby yeah it was honestly nothing is better than seeing what was kind of just like a blob in the beginning every Mm -hmm. time we had an ultrasound to like a body and a head and little arm and leg buds moving around. It was incredible. And I don't know how Jamie actually saw it because all she did was cry the entire appointment. I literally hid my face. I was, I was still scared and I heard the baby on the Doppler. So I knew better than to be scared, but I was like scared, excited, scared, excited. I didn't know. It's crazy. The emotions, it's probably my hormones, but yeah. So our fun little surprise is that we are now no longer due on May 14th. Apparently we're due on May 8th. Yay. Whatever that means. I'm I'm hoping for Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. You've been saying Cinco de Mayo for a while and now you're getting closer. Yeah. That's crazy. But Doug, what was, I mean, you keep on saying we have, you have this big surprise. We have, we always take notes so that we don't blabber on to you you guys because we talk to you forever. So we have notes and Doug said something about a huge announcement he wants to share, but I'm like, what is this huge announcement? And he's not telling me something about HJ, which I have no idea what, what HJ means. Okay. Well, let me get to my big announcement was Jamie has the ultrasound, comes back. Everything is okay. And whether it was a birthday surprise or gift, I think it was just building up. But Jamie and I finally had sex <laughs> after two long months. And now finding out that the babies do a week earlier means that we hadn't had sex for a week more. No, that's not true because we didn't know the baby was even... I don't think that dude... I don't oh. really believe that that due date's our due date. I think the oh, baby's just right. a little big. But anyways... Yeah. Yes. Forget the machines. We, yeah, forget the, the forget machines. What they and, say, the measurements, everything. <laughs> I just think that, no, I mean, that's that's the problem with being a nurse. I, yes. You tend to think you know it all. And it's like, let the doctors and the nurses do their job. But the, 
the the best part was is that we were kind of teasing and, and the night before we were going to see if we can get a little frisky but jamie was tired as she is most nights with the pregnancy and so we're we're getting there and i'm in the bathroom and jamie goes you better hurry up because i'm falling out and i'm going to bed so you better hurry up so we get in bed the conversation that we have is whether or not we're just going to do some foreplay but Jamie's actually feeling a little bit brave and she goes, maybe we should try to have sex. Which I was like, is that selfish of me? Because if we have sex and then I start to bleed and God forbid something happens, happens right. to this baby, we're basically just having sex because I wanted, you know, I wanted right. pleasure too. Yeah. And, and that's what the contemplation was. We're sitting there being like, do you think it's okay? I don't know. Do you think it's fine? I mean, should we try? Should I, I? I don't know. And all of a sudden, Jamie was all of a sudden turned on enough to want to have sex yeah. instead of just doing the foreplay or HJ. Well, I don't even know HJ. I thought that it was Jamie Hayner backwards. Oh. Hand job. Oh, you yeah. know HJ. Come on, no one says HJ. Who? <laughs> I didn't want to write it out. Henley can read now. <laughs> she get that. But yeah, no, that was, I was really, really scared. And also not for nothing, but I still take progesterone. So this is way mm. TMI and really just go disgusting. And I'm sorry if this is like, if you get a visual image of this, but like, you know, I the discharge look. is kind of like cottage cheese. It's really gross. But this does go with the last podcast that we have where, where Jamie has to get something out of it. Jamie yeah. had to have sex. Oh, stop. <laughs> oh, stop. You know, I am trying to not there's be selfish. Yes, there is. No, I don't want to be a selfish wife. But I I also no, you're right. At the end of the day, I just I don't want to be a selfish wife. Yeah. Well, I was I was nervous. I can't say that I wasn't nervous, but it didn't take me long to come to attention. Oh, you are great though, because I always this is we're sharing way too much about our personal lives. Yeah, we are. But I always like to get off you know I guess I don't know how else to say it like I always like to have my pleasure and then I'm like okay then okay Doug then we can do it together like I like and I like to finish together and so I'm always like Doug no 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 and then I'm like okay you ready (laughs) and he's he's perfect he just I mean you couldn't ask for a better sex partner because I'm like if I take if I take too long you usually get sore yeah that's well now there's no no issues with any of that (laughs) Uh, but anyways, now that you know all about our sex life, I think that that was probably a better announcement than saying that we're having a baby a week earlier. I mean, anybody, any woman who's been pregnant before, that's like a huge difference. Like to change up my due date like that. I mean, especially when I'm thinking I'm only nine weeks pregnant and then all of a sudden I'm 10 weeks and four days pregnant. The crazy part is, is though that people magazine and us weekly they covered the fact that we hadn't had sex and that we were scared for two and a half months. So that's why I wanted to make the big announcement. And it really wasn't an announcement. Well, you don't want your friends to think that you're still celibate. Yes. So no, I just wanted to, I just wanted to say that because it was, it was a great birthday present and we got the best news ever. And it's one of the most memorable birthdays ever uh, because I did get to see a heartbeat and I got to spend time with my family and some intimate time with my wife. And I could not ask for more on my birthday. How old are you now, Doug? I am 32. 37. 37, I mean. Yes. 
Yeah, this is this would have been the first year that you didn't have birthday sex since we've been married. Yeah, we but birthday. We, yeah, but we did it. But we did it, and it, and the end result is that I did not bleed. I had no issues whatsoever. So you know, I was very obviously we were very scared to do it, but we did it, and it was fine. And so now mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I think we're in the clear. I mean, the doctor never said not not to have sex. They never told us not to. It was just my, our own fears. I think they encourage it. I don't think they necessarily encourage it. No, I've actually Douglas. never heard that. <laughs> yeah, no, Douglas. But uh, <laughs> nice try. But um, this week, we are keeping it short and simple. Yes. And getting straight to the point. And next week, we will have a regular full podcast episode for yes. you. And I do want to circle back to the five-star review. And a lot of our podcasts, actually, I would say most of our podcasters, There's things that come up in normal conversation that people might not know about you. And one of the best books, in my opinion, is Wifey 101. If you do want to get familiar with Jamie and her past, it's a survival story. It's an inspirational story. It's a motivational story. And it's a a story about someone that came from a pretty terrible situation and is now the shining light in my life and a lot of people's lives. But um, oh, Doug. It's a very tough environment, uh, tough childhood. And the fact that you are where you are, um, I don't think there's a better plug for a book than your life story. Plug for a book. Thanks, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, that's all. And I'm very proud of you. And if you do want a book, you can get it on Amazon or just go to what your website, jamieotis.com and if you want a signed copy, Jamie signs them and occasionally I'll draw a stupid picture in them. Yeah. So that, that comes free of charge, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I absolutely feel very honored when, when people read my book and if, I mean, if they feel, I feel like a lot of people have one way or another, they relate with me. And so then they reach out to me and I just feel like, I don't know, it's a nice way to have a connection, like a deeper connection with you. So if you wanted to listen or read my book, I might have, I might create an audio book, but I haven't done that yet. But anyways, if you want to grab the book, I would be so happy to send it off to you. Uh, if you don't follow us already, uh, go to hot marriage, cool parents on Instagram or Doug Hainer or Jamie and Otis, Jamie and Otis, Jamie and Otis on Twitter. And Jamie Otis on Instagram. It's Jamie N. Otis, Doug. Jamie N. Otis. She's been married for five and a half years, and the man doesn't know my Instagram handle. We love you. Have a good week. This is us too tired to say goodbye correctly. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Same time, same place. Until then, Sayonara. we love you. <laughs> is it still recording for real? <laughs> Oh, I'm not editing this out. Turn it off. It's delirious. <laughs> Bye, guys. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>